0: Hello, I'm Dalton Maine, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Birds Podcast, where it is our mission to have fun and get healthier on accident. We cover an unapproachable amount of topics on the show, from gaming and technology to healthy habits and bizarre healthcare stories. I want to quickly mention that this podcast is separate from Corey and I's roles as healthcare providers, and none of this information should be taken as direct healthcare advice. The best way to support the show is by interacting with the sponsors. It also helps make sure that my kids are fed and clothed, so please... For the kids, here's a brief mention of each sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Momentus. Momentus specializes in sports nutrition products that are designed to optimize your active life. They're trusted by experts like Dr. Andrew Huberman, Dr. Kelly Storette, and over 150 professional and collegiate sports teams. Momentus takes pride in having the highest quality ingredients that are backed by rock solid science. If you're still questioning their track record, just know that over 72% of NFL teams consistently purchase product from Momentous for their athletes. When you're ready to grab some of the highest quality products on the market, go to livemomentous.com, spelled out, that's L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com, and use the code DOSE, D-O-S-E, at checkout to get 15% off. Again, that's livemomentous.com, Use the code DOSE at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. This episode is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Let me tell you, the pandemic was a strange time filled with anxiety and confusion for a lot of us. For me, being cooped up in my house and having to work with COVID patients made me an anxious mess at times. I didn't feel like I had anywhere to go. So I looked into virtual therapy and I found BetterHelp. They partnered me up with a therapist that fit my needs and I had massive benefit from my very first visit. So if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Right now, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com BetterHelp, Dalton. That's betterhelp.com slash Dalton. D-A-L-T-O-N. So quit waiting around, go get some help, people. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. This episode is also sponsored by 8sleep, and my God, do I love 8sleep. I've been sleeping on their pod cover and absolutely loving it. The human race is sleeping less now than any other time in the last century, and 8sleep technology is here to change that. For optimal sleep, your core temperature should fluctuate across sleep cycles to ensure deep rest, but it depends on the room temperature, your diet, exercise, along with many other factors. Their pod and pod cover products adjust your temperature automatically based on your personal preferences to provide you with the best sleep. One of my favorite features is the alarm. It will gently vibrate my side of the bed awake instead of listening to a loud startling alarm on my phone that wakes me up. It's also perfect for couples because of their dual system. My wife prefers hot and I prefer cold. No problem because our cover is set to keep my side bone chilling cold, which is my preference and hers nice and cozy warm. We both sleep better in the comfort of our own temperatures. So if you want the best night's sleep of your life, you've got to try Eight Sleep. Go to eightsleep.com, that's spelled out E I G H T S L E E P.com and you can use my code DALTON at checkout to get $50 off your order. They're constantly running deals which you can stack on top of my code to get an even more of a discount. Just use my name, Dalton, D-A-L-T-O-N, at checkout to get $50 off your eight sleep pod or pod cover and enjoy the best night's sleep of your life.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Birds Podcast. I'm here with everybody's favorite ultimate Frisbee professional, Dalton. What's going on, <laughs> brother? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing was, well. I'm doing I was, well.
0: I just can't wait for your for your intro. And... um. Man, I, I would drop everything right now that I have to be a, a pro ultimate Frisbee player. I think you could do it. We already talked about the hooves last time. I've got Honestly, the hooves, I've got the length. I've got the lanky, the lankiness, the um, the difficult body type to be anything other than skinny and lanky at this point in my life, which I think fits well into the ultimate frisbee world. So I think I might have I might have what it takes. Awfully slippery is
1: what I'd call you for sure. Yes. Dalton, yes. we're we're about a week into our new year how are those resolutions going? Not well. Beautiful. Not well. Tell, tell me why
0: <laughs> um, they're, you know, they're, they're fine. I'm just, I'm just mostly kidding. I think the, as, as, as a, as a real human, uh, I struggle sometimes with, um, with following through with some of those things. And I think the biggest thing for me right now is the, the scheduling portion. I'm still trying to figure out how to, manage that i have been doing more of the google calendar stuff and i don't think it's really a scheduling issue which is what i said was my one of my resolutions it's more of just putting too much on my plate but it's all stuff that i'm doing to myself and that i do enjoy it's just constant work so um i am doing better on that front and i have kind of made an alteration a little bit which i think you know i'm going to allow myself to make alterations to my goal until you know maybe like december 31st i think that's pretty fair to say i could
1: alter my goal and until that Absolutely. I think that, I think the and the purpose of it is to give you a finite start date for something that you should be fucking doing anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you start on January 1st or February 1st or March 22nd. Right. It's just a matter of if you're doing something. Yeah. And I think like a big a big
0: brain shift that I have thought about recently, which has been really helpful for me is instead of doing things that I think I need to be doing in terms of like bringing it back to the scheduling stuff, instead of doing things that I think I need to be doing, I'm looking at it more in the lens of, is this energy gaining or energy draining? And I think a lot of times things that I think I should be doing that I think I might enjoy, I leave it feeling absolutely fucking drained and not energized, which is gonna bleed into the other aspects of my life. And so trying to look at things in that lens over the last few I guess few days to a week has been pretty nice. I think I'm going to take that into the
1: rest of the years, looking at things whether it's energy draining or energy gaining. Absolutely, it's a, if you're looking at all of your tasks for the day as a box that you need to check, and if you don't check it, you're not going to feel good about how your day went. I could see why that would why that would happen. Um, for me, how you doing? For me, um, I'm doing decent. Um, I, one of my big ones is to read more this year, and I've already finished finished a book this year, which is good. It actually it just went did You say read or though? breed? um both okay uh, announcement for that coming soon um but read more uh, novels I, of course as nobody's surprised i'm sure if you've listened to our other episodes another horror book and i'm on to my second one of the year already so holy um, shit you've already got one, one down th- I, i'm trying not to burn myself out on it though because i've i've really been enjoying it and it's something that i've wanted to get back into for a long time and now that i'm doing it it's exciting but now i'm just and the I'm trying to pace myself, you know, to make it so it's something that I can do long term. Because like everything else we talked about, you know, in moderation. Last episode, where if I just go, you know, feet first into a task, I'm just going to get burnt out by it again. Um, which kind of leads me to my other resolution. I actually made this decision. I haven't talked to you about this yet. Um, I decided to go vegetarian um, at the beginning of 2023. Uh, so I'm going to be eating a lot of beans. Big bean guy. Mm, big um, bean man. I think that it's going to help me with my moderation, which is the problem that I've been having with my food intake. If I have limited options, then I think that I'll make better choices and I just won't consume as much. Um, so that's kind of my, uh, that's the purpose behind it. It's something I've been wanting to try forever. My wife's been a vegetarian for two and a half years and she loves it. And 95% of the meals that are cooked in our house are vegetarian anyways. So it might just be easier. So I'll, I'll keep you updated on that one. Yeah, interesting. And how, are you planning on doing
0: it for the whole year or are you just testing it out for a little bit?
1: You know, I I think it's more of like a short term test. I've never done it before, but like I said, I'm already my meat intake just since I've met my wife has been way down. So um I don't really eat it as much. I don't crave it as much. Um, I don't think I need it in my diet because uh my wife does a majority of the cooking. She does a great job of making sure that we, you know, get our adequate proteins and all of that stuff. So um I think it's just something that I'm I'm committing myself to just to say, I want to try this for as long as I feel comfortable doing it. I'm not going to continue to force myself to do it if I feel like my body doesn't feel as good or I'm just bummed, grumpy all the time. Um, but it's something that I'm committed to for the short term. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, since I'm a real man and a real
0: guy's guy, I definitely eat my meat. Um, and, you know, I think I'm interested to see how you feel. And I in all seriousness, like I, I did try vegetarian for it's sort of been like my third rotation in uh PT school. I was living in Kansas city. I was basically only going to, going to my rotation and working out. I was like, I had no, you know, nobody up there to hang out with. I was just doing that and then going back to the place that I was staying. And I, it was, it was fine. I just could not, I could not, not lose weight. Like I just, and I, and I wasn't trying to, I was trying to gain weight, but I, right. I, could, I could not eat enough. And I was really trying to, Um, and so, you know, and I was doing it for probably, it sounds like the same reasons that that you were. And, you know, I think at the end of all this, the best part of doing it, whether or not you stick with it, what percentage of your diet makes you feel the best, like including meat, you know, I think that's really important for people to do is just like testing out. Some people do great on it. Some people do, you know, not so well. It helps some people deal with cravings and
1: yeah, I mean, I think you can kind of experiment and figure out what it does for you. I don't think that weight loss is something that I'll be concerned with. I just think that, I think that if that happened, I would be excited about it. Whereas your yeah. you're scrawny ass, I could see why you'd be bummed well, out by that. And I was trying to like, I, the purpose of
0: my workouts and the level of the number of calories that I was eating was to gain weight. Like I was trying to put on muscle and I could, not and I was, I was always hungry, but and I was trying to do it the right way. Like I was eating my beans and lentils. I was eating you know, eating rice, eating avocados, eating, you know, things like that. But I just, I felt like it, it also made me eat a lot more carbs than I normally would thrive on for eating sure. a, like a little moderate, moderate intake of carbs. But to each their own, I think it'll be, it'll be fun to just experiment with a new diet. And I've done yeah. it. I've done it all, dude. I've even done, the, I've experimented with carnivore a little bit. That was not great. Um, But uh I did it for, I mean, I, I say I experimented. I did it for like A week and probably even that week wasn't the most strict carnivore slash like you know diet, which is so funny because it's complete opposite of what you're describing of trying. But I want to
1: be able to say that I've tried them all to see how I've how I felt. But next uh, next up is the Liver King diet, raw meat and steroids only, testicles Um, and steroids, baby. If you think that your testosterone's up now, and we both know in this relationship, I'm the one with more estrogen, and that's been obvious since day one. (laughs) So, well, yeah, we'll see. And there's some other things you brought up. A good point that. I haven't been comfortable with my diet. I get a lot of acid reflux GERD. Um, you know, sometimes it'll wake me up at night. I don't really want to be on medication long-term for it. So I think just making those small changes just to see what works for my body. You know, it's just an experiment. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. It's probably the, the, the three bowls of meatballs that you eat at 10 PM before you go to bed. Is that Mm -hmm. that what brings on the acid reflux? There's there's no way, right? Full bowls. No, just a lot of the acidic foods. Trying to stay away from pizzas and stuff, which is very, very disappointing mm-hmm. for me. Um, but finding alternatives. So, like I said, keep you updated, uh, Dalton. Tell me a story. Yes, love to. Um, before we do that, though, on, on the topic of the uh,
0: on the topic of New Year's resolutions, I think it's also important just to encourage everybody, like Corey said earlier, to just keep sticking at it and make make changes along the way once you figure out you don't have to stick, you know, nail and tooth to the original goals that you set out, be able to adapt. But yeah, just your uh your happy reminder from Corey and I to
1: get your ass up and, and uh get to your goals. Yeah that's Dalton's nice way of saying it. For me I say quit being fucking lazy. Your resolutions aren't that hard. Come on. We <laughs> can do it. we can do this together. Yeah, they Let's probably go. should have been harder. Uh so
0: my patient story for the week is actually it's a it's a Funny one, it's not gonna really be funny to everybody, but it's, it's actually kind of, it's, it's, it goes back to what we have talked about multiple times, which is health literacy. So it's really fascinating sometimes like how little input you need to make a massive change in someone's life. And in this case, it's around health literacy and just not knowing what the fuck is going on or what they can do. So I had a patient who's 50, And over the last three years, he's had three different strokes, basically leaving him mostly paralyzed on the right side. He's got some movement, but not much. His right arm kind of, you know, is, is curled up and flexed and he can't use it very much. Um, he never went to rehab or had therapy after any of these strokes. There's a little bit of a language barrier, so I'm not exactly sure why, but I think it's because he's young and they didn't really push him too hard. They kind of figured he would go back home and do his thing. But basically over the last three years. He's had three different strokes, left him mostly paralyzed on the right side, has had no therapy. So I'm there to see him for the evaluation. And he was in his bed and he was able, I was asking him to do some transfers. He was able to stand up, lean on the dresser and then get himself to his wheelchair, which was about, you know, two or two to five feet away, something like that. But he was taking some side steps and like moving on his right leg. So, and that's really like how he was getting around. So whenever I asked him how long it's been since he's walked and he said three years as a therapist, I'm thinking like, Jesus, man, you just stood up and took some steps to the chair, just holding on to the, to the table. Like you should have been, you you could have walked, Why haven't you there? Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that this guy can walk. So when I'm there, my evaluation, I'm like, look at my chops. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this guy a quad cane, which people that don't know, it's a cane that goes down into four different points. And so I'm kind of just talking to him about this and, and they go well we have a cane and it's over on the on the side and it's just like a regular old straight cane and they have to be
1: confused it. upon them bisexual ones
0: exactly yeah
1: the bisexual canes that are so common
0: in uh in society the hoodie says that they haven't used it because in their mind they thought that he was supposed to be using it on his affected side so on his right side so they were like there's no way that I could, that I can hold this cane in my right arm. It's useless. Really. It's like curled up. I can't use it. And so they tried, it just did not work. And then, so he's been in his bed for three years. And so what I did was seriously just show him how to properly use a cane. I said, put it in your left hand, whenever the, whenever the cane goes forward, you move your right leg forward and you go and you go and you go. And Corey, dude, this guy just fucking took off. I, I wish I could bottle up this man's face. He was so happy. He started tearing up. His wife was yelling. She was so happy. And he walked and walked and walked and walked. And he looked great. He was like pacing back and forth in his room, walking with this cane. And it was three years, dude. Three years that he laid in this bed and didn't walk. And I, and I taught him how to use a cane in 15 seconds. Like that to me was just baffling.
1: Dude, someone is going to create a new religion based on you now. Just, just on that encounter
0: so i gonna show up and they're gonna have like a shrine of me they're exactly. gonna have like a, a
1: gold hat to put on me a burger, a burger king hat maybe i should just wear that in and proclaim myself king when i go in next time oh yeah i like that it's it's so oh so little can go such a long way that reminds me of a patient that i had who was bedridden uh chronic pain patient um you know, he's one of those that has heard from doctors and they say, oh, your, your neck is trash. You're going to be paralyzed. One of those patients. Right. So he takes that and runs with it. He's been bedridden, tells me he wants therapy because he can't stand up. He can't get up. And so, you know, I ask him, all right, show me. We get him to the edge of the bed, stand up for him, do what you would do to get up. Um, and he's reaching and grabbing and pulling on everything. Just cannot get up. There's nothing. The home's not set up correctly. Um, and then I say, okay, let's, let's back up. I want you to try pushing from the surface you're sitting on instead of looking for something to pull yourself up. And he popped right up. And he says, I haven't been able to stand up for six months. And it was just because he wasn't pushing from the surface he was standing on. Like, I discharged the week after because the guy all of a sudden was independent, doing everything that he needed to do because he can all of a sudden stand up. So it's just the littlest thing can go so far with a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And I think the the takeaway from this too, even people that aren't in healthcare, I started thinking about other ways. Even, you know, if you're an accountant and you are have, you know, 10, 15 years of experience and the things that you think are completely second nature to you because you've been doing the job for so long, you know, you give somebody 15 second advice or they're they're saying something that sounds stupid because they have no idea how to save money or what they should be spending their money on. And you give them a little 15 second clip and you're like, yeah, I've been an account for 15 years. And that, that little 15 second clip for them could be completely life changing. They could start saving their money in a certain way to start actually creating wealth and having money to put food on the table and all this crazy shit that you, again, you thought was super simple and nobody would even need to know that because of course everybody knows this. Or if like, if you're a chef and you think that, you know, such and such technique is something that people, all, all people should be putting into their, you know, their daily routines. And you just think, well, you know, everybody already knows this. And most people probably don't. You know, I think there's, like you said, just the littlest thing could go so far.
1: Yeah, and absolutely preface it. I don't think that everyone should go around dictating the way people should spend money or cook their food or, you know, what they should be doing for their health. I think there's something to be said about making sure one is receptive to the information before you just go and start spewing shit and shoving shit down their throat. Um, But absolutely, those who are, are welcome to that advice, I think that we should be helping each other out way more often. I mean, there's there's things I learn every single week about even my job that I'm like, holy shit, how did I not learn this or pick up on this in PT school or how did I not know this for three years in my practice? Um, that could have changed people's lives that I was treating. And, th- and that happens every single week. So um absolutely a call to action, help Dead. thy neighbor or some shit like that. Don't be stingy. Exactly. Um, so yours, uh, you said, uh, you know, you started yours by saying, I kind of have a funny story. Mine is not funny. Um, I treated a woman several months ago now. Um, she came to me, she was diagnosed with, uh, with MS and it was pretty early on. Um, she wasn't quite debilitated. She was able to walk without any assistive devices. Um, fairly well managed, I would say. She had a hospitalization that exacerbated her symptoms, caused a flare, um, and she was really kind of ridden, bedridden, you know, chairridden inside of her home. Could do the bare minimums to take care of herself. So we were going in there, working on some general strengthening, some safety in the home recommendations, home exercise program, the whole deal. And uh, when I was reading before I went in for my evaluation. Um, there was a note specifically sent to me from the doctor saying like, please review this before you go. Um, this patient who lived quite a ways from where I am currently living now, um, had a, I guess I'll call it an incident two years ago where she was living with somebody, a romantic partner who ended up, um, kidnapping her, I guess you could say, um, Took her down to the basement type thing, chained her up, tortured her for like two or three months. I don't remember, like, tied her up, would only bring down enough food to keep her alive, pulling fingernails, um, pulling out her hair, taking parts of her scalp. I mean, this, we're talking intense, intense torture type stuff. So I'm thinking, okay, I am a big, bald, bearded, tattooed guy she's going to be going into this house by myself how do i navigate this um and uh, i will say shout out to counseling therapists therapy in general sounds like she was with the right people for a long time i went in and it didn't it never was an issue through our treatments but she was extremely open to talking about her experience and the things that she was able you know how she was impacted in the months after and the years after and the PTSD that she still has from that experience um and just looking at her you would never guess I mean she was just go lucky she was friendly very open um so I think there's definitely something to be said about the taking care of your mental well-being as well as your physical well-being in this story because she would be an entirely different person if she bottled this up and had nobody to talk to about it and I certainly, of all people, probably would not have been welcome inside of the home just based on my looks, and I would have understood that completely, just reading the story that she went through, but absolutely insane, and we had great progress, she did amazing, star student, um, we were able to get her a uh, a service animal, which was fucking awesome that she's getting along with, um, she's completely independent in the community again, so it's it's kind of a happy ending story, but crazy history on this patient and i don't know if you've ever had anything like that dalton no i mean that's that's pretty wild
0: i mean it's a great segue into our sponsor betterhelp.com slash dalton for 10 percent off i'm just kidding the but yeah i think you know it's it's a great it's a great plug for getting therapy like you said because of the that extreme fucking or i mean it, and like you said it's it was torture and that the extreme things that that go through People that you don't even, like you said, you couldn't even, you wouldn't even know going into the conversation exactly. with her if you hadn't read this. And it's probably a good thing you read that because then you, you, you know, you probably handled yourself a little bit differently going in. Uh, and it's turned, it seems that it probably wouldn't have mattered that she has really made great progress in, um, in healing. And I'm sure there's plenty to go, but I think that's, it sounds like you handled it well
1: and she's made a lot of progress with that. But yeah. I mean, and it's, you know. it's absolutely another plug on, you know, treating people with respect you never know what the person next to you is going through um because it's already bad enough that you have a debilitating disease and hospitalization she's going through a lot but then to have that history on top of it it's just having respect for everybody and this has been something that we've talked about many times now it's kind of recurring on this podcast of getting that mental help because it's just as important if not sometimes more important and your physical health, because you can't make these changes physically if so you're not in the right mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I, you know, you asked if I've had any experience with that. Not that in particular, of course. there I would hope not. Yeah. yeah, and of course, there's been a lot of similar things with, you know, where usually for people that don't know in home health, usually a nurse will go out and do the initial visit, not always, uh, PTs will go out too, but typically at least where I'm at, whenever the PTs go out and do that, it's usually not the severe cases, um, because there's not any nursing needs, but whenever nurses go out, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll take a look at their notes and they'll mention some stuff like, you know, um, just like a, a husband or, or spouse that has a really bad drinking problem. And, you know, will yell profanities during the eval and it's a, a real dickhead and, you know, things like that. And you'll kind of, you'll get some underlying story that is, you know, told, told to the nurse. And so you kind of go in there, tiptoeing a little bit, not really understanding what the dynamics are going to be like. But like you said, you just, you never know going into, it, which I think is another, another reason that I, you and I've had this conversation before, and I think it's good for anybody, even outside of healthcare, but just to toot our own horns I think you and I do pretty well on on matching energies you know which I think is pretty important especially in actually in healthcare but like I said elsewhere too being able to read the room and conversation with specific people and say okay this person is not somebody that I'm going to be throwing a joke out every other sentence and making light of everything I need to be a little more serious I need to ask them more questions and and listen a little bit more and just being able to kind of read the read the roommate situation because like you said you
1: just never quite know what's been going on behind doors yeah it's just having awareness yeah anybody anybody could do that whether you work in customer service or you know you go and to the store and you see somebody that you know and you can tell that they're down right it's something that we should all be aware of in all of our interactions um and it's certainly something that's benefited my career i know it's benefited yours because we talk about it quite a bit but um, now that we've officially brought this party down into the dumps let's bring it back up um there's been some stuff recently in the news regarding some health topics you want to touch on some of those let's do it let's do it my question to you how
0: how are you at managing your subscriptions so in terms of like you got your netflix you've got your hulu you've got your all of these things everything is going to subscriptions
1: right like how do you one, I want to know, how do you feel about that? And two, are you pretty good at managing all those? Um, I do feel like I am pretty good about managing it, but I am very OCD when it comes to stuff like that. Um, like, for example, I feel like there's two types of people. There's the people who have no notifications on their phone, and then there's people who have, like, 96 missed calls, 137 text messages, and 4,000 emails that they haven't gotten to. I am very much the first type of person i i make sure everything's managed i check on everything i have a mental note of what goes on um honestly i should probably manage those a lot closer because there are things um for example spotify i made a switch to apple music six months ago i'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure never forgive you. For, i'm yeah i know i'm pretty sure i'm still paying for spotify which isn't that big of a deal but i should probably uh, manage those a little more closely but for me it's all just Mentally knowing what I have subscriptions to, I know I have my Disney Plus, I know I have my HBO Max, I know I have my Shutter, I know I have my Amazon Prime, you know, and and just keeping up mental note of these ongoing what Shudder recurring charges. Shutter is the Netflix for horror movies.
0: Oh, had no idea they existed. Wide selection, lots
1: of lots of like B rated uh, horror movies that you don't have access to on other streaming platforms. They also have some some new stuff that you can get access to. Um, but yeah, it's basically just a streaming service dedicated to horror. Oh, okay. Well, dude, you had said earlier. So
0: one of my best friends, Tanner, you know him. He will send sometimes Shout out. He'll send some screenshots of his phone, like a picture or something. And in the background, you'll see his messages. And on his actual text messages, there will be like 1,200 unread messages. Put them like, down. Immediately. How no question. Fuck. How, there, and that's, he in the backyard. And I'm exactly, I'm not even the person that's, I have, there's some things that are just completely out of hand. Like for me, it's Discord. Discord, there's so many notifications. I've just turned them off because I just, I can't read them all. I don't want to read them all. It's too much bandwidth. But there's. But for most things, like I won't leave any text messages unread for the most part. If I do it like one and I'm just doing that so that I can remind myself, hey, you have a, te- you have a message that you need to respond to. It's just not right now. Emails, I'm good about that every few days, going through and scanning through all of them. But having 1,200-plus unread text ventures is absolutely insanity.
1: I, I have no respect for the man whatsoever. Tanner, if you're listening, lose my number.
0: <laughs> but So the reason I asked you about the subscriptions is because for me, I, I, I don't know how I feel about subscriptions. Obviously, it's a lot nicer whenever the pitch is, hey, you don't have to pay, you know, 120 bucks it's just nine a month And it's like okay that's not too bad i, I can spare 99 nine, nine a month and then whenever you have 24 different subscriptions of course it adds up to quite a bit but there was recently to bring it back home to the tech stuff there was recently a a wearable company it's called mobv or mobboy m o b b o i and they have this watch that is going to be doing some sleep tracking data but there was never a subscription before for this company and now they've just randomly dropped it. Hey, it's going to be 4 dollars a month. It's going to include some sleep aid songs. It's going to remind you about different sleep cycles. It's going to uh, scan your heart rate, all this sort of stuff. And people are fucking pissed about it because they're like, hey, there was, it was, this didn't cost before. And now that you're making us pay for it, it's not even that good of a service to justify paying, what is that, 60 bucks a year? Um, and so people are just mad because now everything, I mean, it's probably moving this direction. You just notice that everything is moving towards subscriptions. And like I said, people, as long as it makes sense, I think people are more willing to say, okay, I'll pay you two hundred ninety a month or toward nine ninety nine a month or whatever that is, because it's it's kind of chump change in terms of like depending on how many hours you put into it. But it's kind of interesting because I think a lot of people will just jump on that subscription bandwagon and say, oh, yeah, it's pretty easy just to throw something for five bucks a month and, you know, get 10,000 people to pay us for that. And then we're making 50 grand a month. Easy just off of just off of booms, you know, doing some subscription and giving away lackluster product. So I'm a victim here. Might I might be great to this to the scheme. Well, and like you said, though, you said with Spotify. For the most part, I bet you, I mean, I don't know, this probably isn't insane to say 50%, 25 to 50% of people's subscriptions, they probably have just started subscribing to and then forgot about or don't use the service anymore or use it once a month or every other month and they're just continuing to pay it and they don't look at their credit card bills or they just don't even know they're paying for it through um, through their Apple ID stuff. You know, I think there's probably plenty of things that you just continue to pay for you know, for three, six months to a year, and you never even use the service because you just, it's recurring billing, right? Every
1: single month, it's just <laughs> dropping it in there. Yeah. Well, I will say, I did have to, uh, stupid story. Uh, we were during COVID. We're all stupid here. And, yeah. My wife, that's right. We're all in the same, in the same party. Uh, my wife and I, during COVID, we were doing a lot of the like pickup groceries. Um, and she used my card to order groceries. And I didn't know. And she went and picked it up mm. and, and whatever. I said, okay, there's this charge here. I don't know where this is from. Do you recognize it?" She says no. Uh, I go through calling, trying to get some information on what this charge was. You know, it was like a hundred and something bucks. Um, I get, eventually get to the point where I'm like, well, I don't really want this to turn into a problem. I'll just get a new card. And uh, I request the new card. An hour later, my wife calls me. Hey, uh, <laughs> how much was it again? Oh, I went and got groceries with the card. That was me. It was a whole fucking disaster. I had, they couldn't f- cancel it. They had already like deleted the card from their system. I had to get a new card. So I had to go and update all of my auto pays. And oh, all my, my only banking God. service that I was using actually tracked all of that for me. So I went on when I went on, it said, here were your recurring charges from your old card. And it was nice seeing like, oh, okay, there are two or three things in here that I probably won't renew because it's mm-hmm. not something that I've used in a really long time. For example, Hulu, no hate for anyone that likes it. I don't really like their shows very much. Um, so Hulu, I was able to discontinue that service and not have to pay monthly for something I use once a year, right? Yeah, Hulu, the only good thing on Hulu was Handmaid's Tale and then that shit fell off and it was the same story every time. And so we d- we deleted Hulu as well don't don't the, give me spoilers i haven't seen the last the most recent episode or season five right
0: yeah i think it get, it i think it
1: got better i think i fell off after the third season
0: meg kept watching after that and she enjoyed it i just for me it was just the same plot recurring you know i mean i, it, but it,
1: I stick with the holy trinity netflix amazon prime hbo max
0: yeah i need to get hbo max again i know there's some shows on there that uh that I'd been meaning to watch. Like, I want to watch the new Game of Thrones one on HBO. I've heard good
1: things about it. Well, well, if uh, if HBO isn't listening, I'll sneak you the deets. Do it. Do it. I would love. But it. I'll only whisper so they can't hear. <laughs> That's
0: fair. They're always listening though. They'll find a way. And I think what what you said earlier though brings up a good question for or a good debate that uh, I'm interested in hearing your your thoughts on. So, you mentioned that you have your own card that your wife used to. Well, soon to be wife. That's my question. Um, we can take it out if you don't want to, but you're, you're going to get my boy, Corey's getting married soon in a few months. And I'm curious was yes. Yeah, slow clap around. Everybody can stop. Pause the, pause the podcast, start doing a slow clap for him. Corey won't hear tier, it, he's at in the world. Yep. So, um, when you do get married, is the plan to
1: continue with separate bank accounts or are you going joint bank account? Fantastic question. Honestly, um, we haven't Have talked, you talked about, it. we haven't talked much about it. But I think that just for ease, we're going to go with joint. Hmm. I think it's just easier that way. The only things I can really think of that and, you know, enlighten me if I'm missing something. But for me, would be like if I were to buy a gift or a surprise or something like that, that I wouldn't want her to see, it'd be nice. To, like, just put that on a credit card that's just under my name. I mean, you um,
0: just, just have, like, an overseas account somewhere in Brazil. Keep some keep some cash over there just in case you got a dip. And other reasons are to buy gifts. I think that's yeah. pretty offshore accounts are, are good for that,
1: you know. Always got to have a safety net, right? Exactly,
0: exactly. Um,
1: yeah, so for, for us, I think it was just kind of a, I don't really see why not going joint. I don't know what, and, and I do call her my wife just because it's easier. Fiance is more syllables, and I don't really like the word anyways. I'm not French, and I don't want to act like I am. Um, but what do you and your wife do? We we are joint. We've always been
0: joint. I've always found it kind of weird when people are like, yeah, we've got our own money. We do our own things separate. We're not even really, you know, she makes her money. I make I make my money. She does what she, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's kind of funky. But, I mean, to each their own. I don't, I don't really care. It's not my life, but I do think it's kind of fucking funny whenever people have their own bank accounts. I think I, well, I was gonna say I think I get it in certain situations, but I don't think I do. Um, I think it's just it seems, again, it's,
1: it kind of seems like a commitment thing. Like, yeah, what's well, just like nervous about?
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, we're going to this marriage. Uh, I want this prenup signed. I also want to make sure that we're going to have separate bank accounts, as well as you know, I don't want you even to have. I don't even want you to have my login credentials for certain mm-hmm. things. You know. Also,
1: what's your what's your life insurance looking like?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. It's a little funny to me. Maybe they just don't. Yeah, maybe they're not fully ready for the commitment. They just want the uh, the title. I don't know. But yeah, just a, a, a tangent. I was just curious what your thoughts were and if you guys had uh,
1: had talked, talked much about it. I wanted to be more passionate about that, but uh, as it seems, I don't know, it just kind of seems like a no-brainer for me. Again, enlighten me anybody on something that I'm missing, but it just seems so much easier that way. I don't have any distrust or anything that I'm trying to hide as far as the you know, the charges on my card or anything like that. So yeah, just tweet, tweet at us
0: on, on Twitter at uh, healthybirds.org org and tell us how you and your wife have separate bank accounts and are really sad. That's what we want to hear uh, that you guys bad have, have a bad marriage and have separate bank accounts. We don't want to hear the good sides. Cause there's no, there's none anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So the other, the other story about, uh, like kind of health techie stuff that, uh, I'm always trying to dig into and learn about. This is pretty interesting. So, we have don't know why, but we continually go back to like brain stimulators and AI shit, but this is this is pretty fascinating. So we both know that there are pretty successful deep brain stimulators for people who have Parkinson's, and so people that don't know there are these these chips, these devices that are implanted in people's brains that can decrease the severity of symptoms for people with parkinson's can sometimes have a you know a crazy uh, profound effect for people who have parkinson's but it's not really been explored in other areas um specifically this this little it can't really call it a study they were even actually calling it more of a story but they're experimenting with the thought of using it for people with severe depression so they're calling it like a mood decoder so being able to tell if somebody is depressed or not and what parts of the brain are contributing to the depression so to back that up a little
1: bit Corey, you remember in cadaver lab whenever you were over there mushing on all the brains um yeah both hands uh getting my feet inside of the abdominal cavity just exploring a little bit exactly and this so in this study specifically or story there they were looking at
0: five different people three of them were clinically depressed uh They found out they put these electrodes in the brain. They did some studies or they did some things to see the the different brain activation, depending on the different scenarios that they put these people through. And they saw that the three that were depressed, there was a, in in the brain, there's a thing called a cingulate cortex. Whenever it fired one way, they were feeling low. And when it fired the other way, they were feeling, they were feeling fine. They weren't feeling low and depressed. So, it gave scientists the thought of hey, we should, we're going to start experimenting a little bit on this deep brain stimulator for people with severe depression. And maybe there are certain connections that we can make. Depression is still pretty, it's not well understood because everybody's depression can be a little bit different. But the thought is, is maybe we can, again, cause some sort of, brain firing like we talked about before and these with this different technology that can rewrite people's depression or whenever they do have those signals that are wanting to push them one way it can fire the other way keep them from having those depressive symptoms so i thought that was pretty pretty crazy the downside is of course is that deep brain stimulators are pretty invasive i mean they're drilling into your skulls and placing these devices in there and so i'm assuming that they're going to have to be pretty severe on the depression level to you know for this to be Effective or Ooh, justified that money out of pocket to be able to pay. But, dude, it also reminded me actually, as I'm telling you this, it made me think. So, you know, the game, Are We Happy Few? I have it downloaded, haven't played it yet. So, oh, don't spoil it. Dude, it is your fucking game. So, let me explain it for people who haven't. I don't even care if you're a gamer or not. This story, the, the storyline and plot is pretty fascinating. And to be fair, too, I haven't finished it, uh, but meg and I have played it a little bit. The story itself is fascinating. So, it's basically this. It is a, it is a, not necessarily post-apocalyptic, but kind of that vibe. The cities are completely run down. Everybody's on drugs. Everybody's fucked up. They're, they're killing each other. Streets are just littered. The cars are wrecked. Everything's horrible. It's politically corrupt. But the thing is, is that within the city, and this is all that I know really, because again, I haven't really explored much outside of a certain time of playing the game, but within the city, in the water and prescribed to every single citizen is a drug that makes you happy so as that drug starts to wear off in the game you start having flashes like things things are all butterflies and rainbows everybody's smiling and greeting each other and then as your medication starts to wear off everything starts to get fucked up and you start seeing people strangling people in the alleys you see uh just like shit littered all over the floor there's there's a cars are on fire and then as you start to act a little bit happier, there's like police officers are coming around. They're like, hey, 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 are you, are you taking your pills? You're doing this, you're doing that? And there's literally pills in the water. There's medicine in the water. Everything is just to keep everybody at this elevated level. So it's a crazy thought. And I think that, you know, in certain, certain alternate universes, I think it could make sense in certain ways that that could be a possibility for us in the future. But it's just pretty crazy to think about in this situation with like the deep brain stimulator, what is the, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years from now, what's to say that there's not just a little stimulator in everybody where it's like, hey, why even have negative thoughts or depressive thoughts? And everybody can just flip
1: this fucking switch. Everybody walking around with a smile on their face. It's like you a, like a pain pump and, it's yeah. like a for dopamine. You just yeah. click a button and all of a sudden you just get that surge and all of your uh, problems go to the wayside. I mean, is, is that too crazy to, to imagine that that's
0: possible if we can have a stimulator in our brain that, you know, whenever you drive past a fucking a dead cat in a ditch and you get a little sad and the brain stimulator is like, Nope, don't care. Just keep driving. You know, you just don't give a shit. And it's like, okay, well, is that too far to believe that that, that would be, um, too far from reality and people will just always have their switch turned on, you know, fucking eight out of 10 happiness. And you're just walking around dealing. Yeah, everything I mean, like
1: that? there's some obvious concerns there. First of which being, uh, your body will, your body's ability to create its own dopamine will go away. If it becomes something that's coming from an external source, your Who body cares? will no longer create that. Who cares so, though? If it, if, it does yeah. it, if it does it for you, you don't necessarily need it, right? I'm just saying
0: like in a, a plain devil's advocate, like if it just does it for you, is there going to be a need for that? Like in evolution, like will that become, you don't necessarily have to create
1: your own dopamine yeah. as much. I mean, it, it's I a scary high, high highs, low lows, right? Yeah. If you... What if you can't you afford it. Run out of medication and you can't get somewhere in time, your lows are gonna yes. hit and just fucking wreck you. But then those highs will, you know, you can go to a party, everybody has their pump on, and you're just having a <laughs> great time, right? Everybody gets so, a uh, couple of extra squeezes in there to have a great yeah. time at that party. Well, I am concerned about why you think uh, one, one of two things, all of a sudden you think that this fucked up alternate reality reminds me of you and it's right up my alley, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of subscriptions, just got the Xbox Game Pass. Another fifteen bucks a month out the window, but I've got access to We've Happy Few, so I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll probably surpass
0: where I am in the game, but and I definitely want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, maybe that's some homework for the next uh, for the next podcast episode because I want to hear what your thoughts are. Because I think, again, outside of gameplay or anything like that, just the idea and the concept of it is pretty damn interesting to just think about as a thought experiment. Uh, damn what what a bummer homework assignment <laughs> i'll get this, back to you this shit sucks i hate this. this yeah the other the other thing that i had and then i, I want to talk about quickly what you wanted the, something that you had mentioned to me before the call um the last thing i was gonna talk about very quickly is just the 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 spike in bike desks have you seen this have you experimented with
1: them at all I mean, I've seen a lot of the standing desks with the like really small uh, treadmills where you can just walk at your desk, but I don't Mm -hmm. think I've seen bike desks.
0: Yeah. It's just basically, it's like a stationary bike with a big sized desk. The interesting thing is that I saw that Acer, the computer company, they're -hmm. they're making one. It's coming out in January. It's going to cost a thousand bucks, which is a little bit crazy for a stationary bike, but it's, it's got some ability to like, as you're biking, you're you're able to provide power to some usb ports which can charge devices and things which is pretty interesting i don't know if i'd pay a grand for it but um yeah i think as things transition if i start doing some more desk work i think a bike a bike desk and a treadmill desk would make sense i think just for me to be able to properly function i need to be moving so it's just interesting to me that even companies like acer are coming out with bike
1: desks yeah i mean we're moving next year so we're kind of on a minimal lifestyle right now we don't want to buy stuff that we're just going to have to move in a couple of months but i know for sure on our list of things to buy when we get to our new place are standing desks for both myself and my wife um so something to think about i mean at least it's something to look at yeah um speaking of crazy desks before we move on to the next topic did you see that company called encase e-n-c-a-s-e I want uh, to say yes. In so. case PC, they're desks and they're building PCs into the desk. And their their newest models, they're actually having like a fiberglass top so you can see down the first layer of the desk Ooh. and you can see all the PC parts, water pumps moving and fans and all this stuff. So you don't have to make room for a desktop on the, you know, on top of your desk or under your desk. It's just built into it. I think that's
0: rad. that's pretty sick. I mean, I'm I am a basic man. I like my, my iMac. It's clean, but I will I will admit I am a slut for YouTube videos and watching people build crazy ass PCs. And I've seen some guy have like a fish tank PC where everything is encased in waterproof material that it runs and there's fish in there and there's lights that are, people make some insane designs. So I think having a desk, having that stuff underneath there would be
1: incredibly st- If there's one thing I agree with you on that statement, it's that you're a slut. Yes, we're on the same page. <laughs> well, did, I think, hey, before before you go on, I know I know what you are going to go to.
0: I think that for the sake of time, as I've got to get to, as I got to get to a meeting, I think we should jump to our conclusion and leave a little teaser for people for the next episode, and saying that Corey would like to talk about, and I think this is going to be a fantastic subject for the next podcast. So everybody, make sure you tune in. But we want to talk about physician assisted suicide because it's something that's a little dark. It's controversial and we both have pretty strong opinions on that so i want to yeah. leave a little teaser
1: yeah absolutely it's something that's uh, starting to be searched a little more often it's something that's starting to be legal in more areas of the world so there's your teaser everybody next week we want to talk about physician-assisted suicide yes. um on that note dalton what are you doing this week why should i care at all okay so this week i'm doing a little bit more of nothing
0: that's what I'm doing and I encourage more people to do. Because I I know for myself, I tend to do a little I, I tend to run on fucking fifth gear all the time and just keep going, going, going. And so for myself, I'm not very good at, at managing that because like I said earlier in the in the conversation, I am excited about what I'm working on. And so I'm motivated to keep going, but I don't turn off that switch very often. So for me, scheduling time, like a block of time where I say, I'm doing absolutely nothing and it's non-negotiable. And for me right now, I am establishing that from the hours of 4 to 8 p.m. So I get home from work. I can spend the time with my family, my kids and my wife and then nothing else. I'm not going to schedule phone calls. I'm not going to schedule meetings. I'm not going to go sneak into my office and work on something like that is fully for me to do. I say nothing, but it's relaxing with them. It's playing with them. It's having conversations. It's whatever it needs to be. But for me. I've got to schedule that time. And so I encourage people that if they're like me or even if they're not, I encourage people to do nothing more. Just fucking relax. Do some, like, write whatever comes to your brain or
1: or just don't do anything. Fucking stare at a wall. I don't care. Just do nothing. It's a great, uh, it's actually something that my wife and I talked about last night, which is, it kind of goes along with this about your brain being an overhaul and constantly thinking about your next task and Instead of doing the now, worrying about the next thing that you got to do, is not bringing work home with you. I think is another great thing. Mm -hmm. So not not necessarily not doing anything, but doing what you need to do and then leaving it there until the next day. Um, Coming home and just having conversation about life instead of complaining about work when you get home, or complaining about how tired you are, or complaining about the things you have to do the next day. Instead, just taking that time to focus on your partner. Or yourself, or your kids, whatever that might be, and just being with them. I think that's great. It sounds like I have some hard tasks for next week. I got to do more of nothing, and I got to play some video oh, games. That's going be
0: real tough for you, dude. Well, hey, been fun, man. You'll do it again next week.
1: Uh, same time, same place. Uh, I'll be here. Big love, dog. Big love. Thanks man. everyone for tuning in. Yep. Thanks everybody. Talk to you later. All right. Later.
0: Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. Real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, we would be honored if you could go hop on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. It really helps us out. Also check out our sponsors and the links provided in the show notes below for some great discounts on products. You can also sign up for our newsletter at healthybirds.org, where we drop weekly digestible health information in a fun way And if you have any questions, comments, or just want to complain about my personality flaws, it's absolutely fine. You can email me directly at dalton at healthybirds.com. Would love to connect with all of you. So until next time, be happy, be healthy people.